Hi, this is Jonah Trebowasser, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People living by Rotary's motto of service above self. And today, my very special guest is Rotarian Margaret Bringelson, and we'll be talking about her adventures in Venezuela on a Rotary Rotoplast mission. Margaret Bringelson, welcome to Radio Rotary. Well, good morning. Thank you, Jonah. It's nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. And tell us, what is Rotoplast? Uh, Rotoplast is an international organization. It was actually started in 1992 as part of the San Francisco's Rotary Group. They started the project, and then in uh, 1996, it was incorporated as an independent nonprofit. But it's an organization that travels throughout the world. Um, they bring teams of doctors and non-medical staff to go do reconstructive plastic surgery on children as well as adults, but mainly children. And it's a combination of the words rotary and plastic surgery, as in rotoplast. That's correct. And um, I understand you're back recently from Venezuela. Yes. Um, I had the true pleasure of going to Cumana, Venezuela, from July the 15th through the 29th. All right. And what did you do down there? What did I do? I, I was a non-medical volunteer, um, and I was only able to go because of all the funds that our local district had given to rotoplast, and they are co-sponsors of uh, I think three trips now, uh, but what I, my responsibility was the photojournalist. Um, I took a lot of pictures, well over a thousand pictures. I posted a blog. I uh, took pictures to Ford to Rotoplast, and besides that, that was only a really small portion of my time. I quickly figured out who was in the middle of all the action, and I kind of. Um, try to assist the head nurse as much as possible. So I, I was really in the OR rooms and throughout the whole hospital and saw every aspect of the mission. Let's uh, let's you know get into some detail about what these missions are all about. Um, Rotoplast uh, concentrates on what we call cleft palate and cleft lip repair surgery. Is that right? Uh, Correct. They concentrate on that, but certainly they're able to do other surgeries. There's other org wonderful organizations that just do the lip, and uh, they do a terrific job. But our surgeons do very complicated surgeries also. Some uh, take four, five, six hours. Wow. Yeah. But that, let's say to tell what people at home what a cleft palate or cleft lip is. Since that's, I know, what most people can connect with rotoplast when uh, they see the uh, brochures. Absolutely. Uh, the cleft lip, you might have seen someone with it, or if you went to school, um, basically, there's a split in the lip going up to uh, the nose area. Uh, it could be on one side or both sides or in the middle. And the cleft palate is when there's an opening on the palate or the upper portion of your mouth. It, basically, it's it's wide open to the sinus cavity. So um, especially with children, if they're trying to drink or uh, take a bottle, they really can't form a suction. It really hinders their nutritional ability. Um, it gives, they have problems hearing, they have speech problems. Uh, it, it's not a cosmetic situation at all. It's it's a very serious medical condition. Right, although there is a cosmetic aspect to it because uh, it's, it's disfiguring. It's disfiguring. And, you know, uh, it was amazing to see the before and afters firsthand 
and to see them come in the first day of our clinic um, and then to see them once they're complete. The self-esteem is different. They carry themselves differently. Uh, they're, they're prouder. They're happier. Um, they feel better about themselves. And um, so certainly it is a cosmetic thing also, but it, it carries, it goes on way beyond that. I know talking to some other rotoplast volunteers that some of the uh, young people in some of the countries will wear bandanas across their face, sort of like the old uh, westerns where the train robber has the bandana hiding their face because they're, they're uh, not that they should be ashamed, but they're they're ashamed or reluctant to show off the cleft palate because they've been made fun of. Uh, I I saw that on this mission also that that some people were wearing bandanas or covering um, different areas of the face, and that is unfortunate. But fortunately, we were there and we made a lot of changes in people's lives. And you know, here in the United States, of course, we do have uh, a lot of families with health insurance. So if they have a child who has this affliction, they can have it. Uh, repaired here in the United States uh, through clinics or through their own private physicians. But uh, Rotary goes to uh, poorer countries with rotoplast missions. Uh, What are some of the countries besides Venezuela that uh, have these rotoplast missions? I believe we've been to 18 different countries. Uh, I mean, uh, through El Salvador, Venezuela, Egypt, India, uh, Ethiopia, Liberia, Brazil, Colombia, Peru, Bangladesh, the Philippines. Uh, We go certainly to places that need us to go. And uh, next year, I believe they have 14 different missions planned for the 2013 schedule. And it's all, um, you know, hopefully all of them are able to happen. It's all pending funding also. Uh, It's a nonprofit organization. 95% of every dollar goes directly to missions. And seeing it firsthand, you they make every nickel go as far as they can. Um, and it's just a, an amazing organization. Well, that's the Rotary way, of course. Absolutely. So, uh, Rotarian Margaret Bringelson of the Kingston Rotary Club, tell us from day one how you got involved with Rotoplast. What made you decide to go? As you say, you're not a nurse, you're not a doctor, uh, you took the photographs. So, what made you decide to uh, uh, leave home and go to Venezuela for this uh, mission? Well, I really in. I joined Rotary in 2004, and basically, someone just asked me to go to a meeting, and I quickly discovered it was really an avenue to give back to not only your community, but to uh, internationally. Uh, so I joined Rotary, and actually, our district Rotoplast ambassador, Kathy Kruger, has spoken to our club a couple times. Oh, she's an old friend of Radio Rotary. She's she, been on several times. She is an amazing person. And through that, I mean, I always, after speaking or hearing her speak, I just thought it was an amazing thing to do. And I feel very fortunate in my own life and have healthy children and healthy grandchildren. And no, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, folks at home, everything she said is true up to that point because she's far too young to be a grandmother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, no, but no, I have uh, twin grandsons and a granddaughter. Oh, that's great. And... I feel very, very fortunate and very blessed and to do something like this, to give back to other children a little bit less fortunate, uh, was just an incredible thing. But through our, our district had uh, co-sponsored this mission, so Kathy had sent an email out saying, encouraging anyone that might want to go to apply. And I had to do it pretty quickly. It was like a two-day decision, apply or not. And fortunately, I I was able to go. And it's a decision I will never forget. So tell us about the prep for for doing this. Was there training? Was there calisthenics? I mean, you know, shots? uh, Yeah, there there were certainly several shots. I mean, I I got hepatitis shots and a series of other shots. Um, 
and not really training. There was just some online training as far as being able to uh, post it on a, a blog and some of the other work there. Um, but not particularly other training than that. They certainly gave us a lot of information and, and had us try to know what we're to expect. Right. But in that, they also said, whatever you expect, uh, expect change right. and that you have to alter your ways and basically just go with the flow, um, do whatever you can to help whoever you can. And that's what all the volunteers did. And and the, the surgical, nursing, and support team like yourself, they all come from the Hudson Valley or from different parts of the world? They the came. States? We had a team of 29 um, from United States. Someone was there from Illinois. We had New York, Pennsylvania, Florida, Louisiana, uh, California, Washington, and Colorado. And we all met. We flew in from different areas, and we met in Houston. And from Houston, we took a plane together to Caracas, and then we took a military plane to Kumina. And uh, the type of people over there, you're the, you were the photojournalist, but uh, you said they were nurses and surgeons, right? Uh, yes. We had three OR rooms going when we had our seven days of surgery. Uh, and in each room, there was a surgeon, an anesthesiologist, a, a nurse, and uh, other staff that was needed. So there were three rooms going simultaneously between 8 and 12 hours each day. Well, that's a long day. How many surgeries were performed in one day in each room? Uh, and the total over the seven days we did about, uh, I believe, 99 surgeries. Was wow, what the a count. tremendous gift to those kids. 99 yeah. kids whose lives have been changed by you and your friends. That's yeah. fabulous. And they didn't only do surgeries. There, there were other things that were done. We had a dentist and an orthodontist there, and there was a woman that came. She was 44 years old, um, and she was born with a cleft and a lip palate, and when she was young, she had a lip her lip revised or lip surgery done and was told to wait till she was 18 to have her cleft repaired. Right. And by that time it was too late and they uh -huh. extracted all of her teeth. And uh, I wish you could see what they did, but through the speech pathologist and the dentist that came, they made her a, a kind of a speech device in a denture and it improved her speech dramatically and gave her just an amazing smile. You know, we're going to find out more, Margaret Bringelson of the Kingston Rotary Club, about your rotoplast mission in Venezuela in just just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trevoisser. My co-host Sarah O'Connell is on vacation this week, but I'm delighted to have with me Margaret Bringelson of the Kingston Rotary Club, and she's talking about her Rotoplast mission in Venezuela. And Radio Rotary is sponsored this week by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Congress Valley Cottage. Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Middletown, and Millbrook. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. 
For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown. New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at hudsonvalleytalkradio.com. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. My name's Jonah Trebowasser, and my co-host Sarah O'Connell's on vacation this week. But I am uh, delighted and privileged to have with me a fellow Rotarian, Margaret Bringelson of the Kingston Rotary Club. And we're talking about her rotoplast mission in Venezuela. Rotoplast, of course, meaning rotary and plastic surgery, uh, helping uh, young people and even some older people who've had uh, cleft lip and cleft palate. And Margaret, welcome back to the second half of Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. And um, uh, Margaret, uh, tell us first a little bit about uh, the Kingston Rotary Club. When do you meet? Uh, our Kingston Rotary Club, we meet on Wednesday afternoons at Christina's Restaurant, and we have uh, just under 30 members, but we have an amazing, um, amazing Rotary Club. And what time uh, is the uh, the meeting at Christina's? We start at 1210 So it's Wednesday. a luncheon meeting. Now, if Sarah was here, she'd ask you, how's the food? The food is unbelievable there. Yeah, we good. are very, very happy to be there. So if you folks are listening in the Kingston area on WGHQ, uh, by all means, stop in on what, again? Wednesday Wednesdays? at Wednesdays 12. at 12. Look up Margaret and uh, talk to her about Rotoplast and uh, learn about the greatness of Rotary. And if you're not in the Kingston area and like to know about the Rotary Club in uh, your hometown, go to Rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the Club Locator button. Find out where your local Rotary Club meets and when. Join us for the fun, the fellowship, and the great service projects like Rotoplast. So, Margaret Bringleson, let's talk a little bit more about uh, your adventures in Venezuela. Um, tell us about the first day when you landed. Uh, the, the first day when we landed, as I said, we met in Houston, and then we flew as a team to Caracas, and then actually flew a military plane to Cumana. Uh, we arrived on that Monday. Um, that was kind of a day... Every, People had been up for well over 24 hours at that point. So that evening we had a meeting and we learned about the next day, and that was our pre-op clinic. And they told us that through the Rotary Club in Kumina, who are just an amazing group of people, um, they basically work all year to uh, just organize the mission. So when we get there, we can just get to work. So we were told on Tuesday that they had over 220 uh, mostly children and some adults waiting for us to do evaluations. And we started around 7 o'clock in the morning. It was definitely a 12 or 14-hour day. Mm -hmm. Um, The patients, they... They came, they waited, they never complained. Uh, they're outside, they're on benches, they're on p- 
plastic chairs um, holding their children. Probably for each child, there's two or three adults with them. And they just waited, and they went through one waiting area to another, to another, to another, until they finally got to where our clinic was. And then, I'm willing to bet that some of those people walked miles and miles and miles to come to that clinic. Some came hundreds of miles to so come to that So it took them clinic. days by foot or, yep. or by pack animal. Or by bus. Or, oh, is that right? It, yes. It was incredible. Um, and to look at them, I mean, it, you would think 220 people in their family, and we're really their only hope. Right. Um, so also the anxiety and the bravery it takes for them to come. And at that point, I, I believe we then scheduled off of the 220 about 125 patients. Um, but So that must be tough to tell somebody no. When they've come so far with such hope. It has to be. Um, you know, the Rotary Group there, uh, one of their main persons, his name is Roberto, and he's basically managing our whole mission. And uh, he's, in 2011, he was giving Rotoplast Highest Humanities Award for all the work that he does for the children in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And uh he was the one at the end of the day, uh, the head nurse and the surgeons evaluate all the patients and they determine who's going to have surgery and when. And uh, he's the one that has to go out to this group of hundreds of people and basically tell them if they're chosen or if they're not. And certainly, I mean, there were enough patients, there could have been another team that went next week and taken care of them also. Right. But, uh, you know, we're only there for a certain amount of days, and certainly we would like to help everyone, but the ones that we did help, it certainly changed their lives forever. Well, you know, uh, and, and people have to understand that uh, these surgeons are on their feet, as you said, 10, 12 hours a day, and it's exhausting, and they, they at some point... They have to have a rest so they don't make a mistake. Absolutely. So they, as much as I'm sure everyone would have liked to have taken care of every kid they could have uh, for everyone's safety and health, it was better to, to limit it to yeah. something that was reasonable. And, and what's really incredible about the whole process when I, I compare to uh, perhaps someone seeking medical care in the United States we're there and it's amazing that they they hand us their children you know they don't complain about the heat or the weight they don't care what education or what schools we have gone to um they just hand us their children because they know that we're the only hope that they have and it was it's just an incredible um, sign of trust that they have. And, you know, we're from America. We don't speak the same language. We're going next week. They don't ask about um, malpractice insurance or want a second opinion. We just say, we're going to take care of it. And and they couldn't be happier. Now, did everyone on the Rotoplast mission from the United States have to know how to speak Spanish? No, not at all. Uh, there were probably just a handful. The Rotary Group there in Kumina, um, they provide interpreters for us. Uh, there were three or four, and certainly it would be helpful <laughs> to know right. the language, but it wasn't necessary. And really, I, I think they almost start to speak to you with their eyes or their expressions, and um, you don't need to speak the language. And, and for those of us who are joining, uh, joined us late in the program, you're not a nurse. I am not a nurse. You are not a doctor. 
I am not a doctor. You're a real estate agent. I am a real estate agent. And you you were there to take the before and after pictures and also document what was going on. Absolutely. And what are the kind of um, lay volunteers do they need, people who aren't medical professionals? Uh, There's many different tasks that they can do. Uh, Someone was in charge of sterilizing. There was a ward coordinator. Uh, Actually, another Rotarian from our district, Barbara, I believe, from Fishkill. Mm -hmm. She went with me. Um, And she was the ward coordinator ward coordinator and she was up on the sixth or seventh floor in the pediatric ward um, taking care of the children after the surgeries and she did an amazing job um, but there's uh, record keepers uh, people that have to keep records uh, there's a series of jobs we had 29 team members 19 were medical and 10 were non-medical so there certainly is a good portion and of course if folks listening out there if you're a doctor a nurse or a lay person who wants to get involved in this wonderful program of rotary rotoplast you don't have to be a Rotarian, right? You do not have to be a Rotarian. And they can go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, and uh, in our search button there, just type in the word rotoplast, R-O-T-A-P-L-A-S-T. Is there any place else they can get information? Oh, that's the best place to get information, yeah. absolutely. Right. And I, I would highly encourage, uh, you know, it's something I will never regret going to. Um, it, makes, it makes you a different person. Right. Now, I have a vision, you know, the way you've described this, that it sort of looks like the old uh, TV show Mass, MASH, where, you know, Alan Alder and, and all the folks were in the tents and doing the surgeries there. Uh, what were the conditions like? Uh, the, the Rotary Group, again, there, uh, we have been there 13 times. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, and I was told this was my first mission, as it was there were eight people on our team that this was their first mission. And there were actually 10 of the 29 that were Rotarians. Um, I was told that if you, of all the ones, the missions to go to, that Venezuela, because we've been there 13 times, you know, they they got it down, the scheduling down. The accommodations were were wonderful, uh, wonderful as, as far as it can go. Um, they took care of us. They provided the buses back and forth. We just knew in the morning we either caught the 6.30 bus or the 7.30 bus to the hospital. It was a 20-minute uh, drive to the hospital, and basically we were there until we were done uh, quite often, you know, 7 o'clock at night or so. And how long after the surgery were you able to uh, look at these children and see some definite uh, differences right away or the bandages in the way? How does that work? You could see it immediately. Yeah. Uh, it, it was incredible. And on one of the first day of surgery, there was a boy named Lewis, and he was about um, 11 months old, I believe. And it's actually his mother traveled... 10 hours to get to the clinic, but actually she didn't make it to the clinic in time. So she showed up at the hospital the first day of surgery, and he had a pretty severe um, lip cleft. And uh, so he showed up, and it was quickly decided that we would do his surgery that day. Right. And that was 5 o'clock that evening. Mm-hmm. And when he came out of surgery and he goes into the recovery room and we we hand him back to his mother, uh, I mean, she was just in tears crying with joy and immediately the change was significant. Absolutely significant. Now, was it all work and no play or did you have a chance to see some of Venezuela? It was a lot of work. Uh, we had on Sunday was the day off of surgery. Uh, I went with the doctors to do the hospital rounds which takes a couple hours, certainly. And then the Rotary group there gave us a little tour of their their city, and it's a very large city. Uh, but we went to a church, and we went to, um, there is somewhat of a, an old tower that mm-hmm. they're very proud of. And 
then they planned a, a barbecue for us. And um, they are so dedicated, and I just can't express my thanks to that Rotary Club. Are you ready to go back, Margaret Bringelson? Uh, Margaret Bringelson would go back tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I, and I would go anywhere with this organization. Uh, just the changes are incredible and I know the last day uh, they had like a thank you ceremony to us and the president of the Rotary Club I mean so sincerely with tears in her eyes said you know we know you left your your jobs your your families your friends your children to come take care of our children and she said the gratitude can't be measured but really once you do something like this you really realize that it's not a, a my child or your child that the children are our children to take care of Margaret Bringelson, Kingston Rotarian, thank you so much for everything you did for Rotoplast, and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary this morning. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was our pleasure, and we want to thank also Radio Rotary's sponsors, Internet, Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and Rotary Clubs of New City, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, my home club of Red Hook, Hi Gang, and Rhinebeck. For Sarah O'Connell, my uh, co-host, who's on vacation, but we'll be back next week. And for Jay Verzi, our engineer, our producer, Betty Renner, this is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again this same time next week for another edition of Radio Rotary. Radio Rotary.